So it's your lie in April time, huh? So it's your lie in April time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the, mo- the most inevitable moment of history <laughs> ever. An Education Station episode five, the Your Lie in April special. Yes. Now, to many people listening right now, you may think, it wasn't that sad. Was it, though? Was it not that sad? It was pretty sad. It was to pretty To a bunch sad. of music nerds like us, it was very sad. It was very sad. So... I made the unfortunate mistake <laughs> of the of my role as the first time anime guru, as one might say, and I broke my own rules of my flowchart, Google Docs, Microsoft, uh, almost said Paint, Microsoft <laughs> Excel sheet. Oh, excuse me, I broke the rules, and I made Zach watch a different anime from. This from from the from the from my flowchart, and unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, it was your lie in April. Yeah, my uh, my You're anime s- Sherpa did me dirty. You're <laughs> <laughs> hey man, his no. second ever anime was your lie in April, and I'm so sorry. Okay, well, to be fair, you brought up the idea to me. To be fair, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and you told me that it was going to be a sad boy anime, and I, I was did. totally okay with that. And uh, I didn't really realize at the time how sad it was going to be and how much it was going to hit me in the feels. Oh, because, Zach, you thought it was just a mere drawing. <sighs> you thought it was just a drawing, Zach. I know. Just like everybody else thought it was a drawing. Truth be told, it's more to that. There is more to that. So, I, yes, I made the unfortunate mistake of having his second ever anime be a sad boy anime. And what better sad boy anime than Shigatsu Akimi no Uso or... Your lie in April. So, <laughs> I mean, either way, so the reason why I brought it up and the reason why I thought to break the the uh, the flowchart to get you to watch it was because we both really like music. Right. We do. And I was thinking, well, man, it would be cool to watch a music anime with them. And I was thinking, well, I haven't really technically watched that many music animes, technically. Um, but, or at least like anything like remotely close to music theory type stuff and there may be some idol stuff or whatever but hey you know music is music but i never really watched anything or you know that was very technical but then i thought of your line in april like oh that's pretty technical it's about classical music and it's about performing right and we're both performers yes you know you i mean as you mentioned in your origin story in the first episode you're a performer you performed in competitions of uh, jazz competitions high school college all that stuff that yeah uh, you can probably say it again in this one a little bit. It'll be a little bit of reiteration, but yeah, you, yeah, you did all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you were stage. You were. You may not have been center stage, but hey, you took some solos. You know. Yeah, and I have I have done some center stage stuff, like yeah. um, you know, the ASL show, and I also did yeah. some musical theater stuff, which was really fun. Um, so music is one of those things for me that's just kind of a part of my heart and soul, and so, um, you know, your lie in April, I realized. Now, with the power of hindsight, was like the per- it was the perfect anime, but at the same time, it was just so fucking it's, sad. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. To be honest, I wasn't thinking of the drama aspect of it. I was just thinking of the oh, they perform. You know, we'll get some goosebumps from that, and we did, we did. But we got a little bit more with that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no. But I mean, did you like it? Just in I, general. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Um. See, I'm not a bad person. You're not. No, I'm not that bad. <laughs> Not that bad. I'm not that bad. You're uh, just kind of an asshole. <laughs> you could have waited a little bit until I watched like two or three more. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, you know, it was it was one of those shows that I didn't really realize that I needed to watch until I watched it. And then, you know, 
like yeah i'm glad you watched it yeah because i i had a similar effect to watching it that you did because i remember you telling me after you watched your lion april you decided to get back into music and you know that ended up kickstarting all of the stuff that you do now with like you know the piano tweets and all that kind of stuff and you know you have become an amazing piano player i should just say (laughs) coming from somebody who is a mediocre piano player well (laughs) maybe if i practice my skills and be diligent about it maybe i can be better Uh, but no but no no your line april it did bring back my love for music 100 percent. and as cringe as it sounds even though it's just a drawing drawing by the way by the way, by the way, no, but it's but yeah, no. I'm gonna keep making that joke because everybody wants to make that joke to me. I'm gonna just say it back because it's not just a drawing, right? And this anime was a very big example of how just a drawing can fuck you up very hard. <laughs> yes, and I I mean fuck you up. So there's tons of sad anime out there. There's tons that you know maybe you know it's subjective of course but might be sadder than this or not as sad but pretty sad you know there's tons of that genre the emotional sappy boy sad boy hours drake hours type of animes and your lie in april the reason why this one hits resonates with me the most and it's not my for me the most sad anime in my opinion is clanad or clan oh gosh pronunciation clanad clanad no clanad i think is how you pronounce it um oh You'll probably never watch it in your lifetime, Zach. You need to watch way more anime before I allow you. I'm I'm gatekeeping you from it because if you watch it, you will be devastated. Like, imagine me devastated. Fair enough, yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. was the sad... Everybody complained, oh, it was, it was kind of boring. No. It's because you got bored of the character development. You got bored of the entire first season 20 episodes... 24 episodes of just character development and nothing else. <laughs> you got bored of that. I sat there and I, I I ingested that into my brain and into my soul. And then the next season hit and shit hit hard. <laughs> All 20 plus episodes of character development. <laughs> All for it to go awry. But that's not what this that's not what the point of this episode is. This episode is about your life in April and why it resonates with us. Because even though it might not be the saddest anime for you. It was one of the saddest for me and right. and for you as well. I mean, it's the only sad sad one you've watched, but in you know, it's, it's yeah. we both equally feel that because of the music, because of the music theory, because of the performing, because all the little things of this anime from the from the music itself to the 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 um, the writing of the characters to the animation and all everything. Everything right. that comes with it. We talk so much about it. So now this is the episode where we can just let free. So I'm gonna say this. Really, in the, literally in the beginning of the episode, spoiler warning. Spoil, yes. We're just gonna jump. We're we're we've already touched on your line in April multiple times in the previous episodes. Okay, but we're going like. But this is balls to the walls, Red Bull coffee. We're just Zach. We might have time. Yeah, <laughs> we, we might have ourselves the time. No, no, that's a. We are guaranteed to now, go off the rails in many, many different ways. Now, Zach, you see one of these. Yes. These may or may not be alcoholic beverages. Right. All right. <laughs> uh, so, the thing about this is that I turned 21 last week. It was a great time. I'm now 21 years old. <laughs> right. Are you ready to have a time, Zach? Yes. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. 
This is what eighteen hundred silver. I'm not an alcoholic, experienced alcoholic. I don't drink alcohols. I usually don't. These are gifts from my relatives. Uh, my family isn't usually drinkers. Well, my fa- well actually, my the my my parents aren't. The rest of my family are alcoholics. But <laughs> sick. <laughs> but um, I like to. I, I'll get loose. Let's have a go, Zach. Let's have a go. Let's have a go. Yeah, this is my version of getting loose. This was Ooh, I wish I would have poured that. <laughs> oh, I don't know how power. What is this? How do I check alcohol? Forty percent. Forty percent or forty proof? What does that mean? It just says forty percent. Okay, then it's forty percent. Okay. That's I was gonna lot. say if it's forty proof, then that's some pussy shit. But oh. okay. <laughs> okay, experienced alcoholic. <laughs> all right, all right. Calm your tits. Alcohol count. Cont? Content. Content, 40%. Okay. That's a substantial helping. Okay, cool. Plenty more where that came from. I wish I brought a, a glass. I should have probably. Um, It's okay. We'll proceed. <laughs> You're just drinking it straight? Do you I'm need... just going to drink it straight. All right. Okay. I'm not a pussy. <laughs> okay, so. 21, by the way. Yes. Drink responsibly. Zach is in 21. I'm not letting him drink alcohol in my household. Yes. You're not 21 yet, though. When you turn 21, though, then our podcast might be a little more lively. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is going to make me seem like I, I've never... This is literally like... I haven't drank... This is actually my first time drinking just hard liquor. Yeah. Well, actually, no. On my birthday. But other than my birthday, this is the second time I've only ever dr- uh, ever drank hard liquor at my own um, like leisure, right? Yeah. I might have had a couple of parties or whatever, but I've never... you know. I just need to preface it before people get the wrong impression, okay? Yes. I can stop anytime. <laughs> I don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, oh, my gosh. Where do we even start? Okay, one Let's thing... Let's start in the beginning, Zach. Oh, well, you can go ahead. <sighs> okay, this... Remind me to get back to this when we start talking about the performances, okay? Okay. 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 All right, I'm gonna fucking... Let's synopsis it. Let's, yeah, let's okay. synopsis first. Synopsis. Uh, synopsis. synopsis. I've been doing a lot of the synopses. I did the last one, though. Did you do the last I one? I did no good. I'll, I'll do it again. Yeah, I'll do it again. Okay, so. Um, you bonked you're, you're, it. Hmm? You bonked your mic. I did bonk my mic. That means I have to edit it out. That's my <laughs> fault. Okay, I get it. I did it myself. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> um, Your Lie in April is uh, a music anime, if you couldn't tell. It's about classical music, and it's about performing. But it is a drama. So, you know, there's a lot of tragedy and there's a lot of, it's a romance as well. So there's a lot of tragedy and it's a lot of this and that. Um, so it's a, it's a roller coaster to say the least. Um, and I've read, I've both watched the anime and read the manga. So I've had a lot of different experiences with this. And, oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> it's a toughie. It really is. Um, I know a lot of people, they don't really, they don't, they, they, they tell me like your line enables isn't that sad, but for someone like us who are performers, who have been there in that type of anxiety. Of course, we don't have that type of same uh, uh, dilemma, a unique dilemma that right. we can't hear the notes or anything. But basically what the show is about is about Kosei, which is the, the main character, or one of the main characters, who is a pianist who used to be a performer. But at some point, he uh, his mom, uh, who is... Well, let's just say she doesn't have the uh, the award of best mom ever. Let's just say that. Yeah. quite Maybe the opposite. Yeah, I, I um in the erased episode I called her worst mom. <laughs> <laughs> that you did. Well, well warranted, <laughs> but um yeah, he she abused him and all this sorts of stuff and um you know, he said he said some bad things and we'll talk about that more, but basically he his p- 
punishment from his mom, quote unquote, who passed away, um, is that because he, uh, that relationship that they had, um, he wasn't able to hear music anymore. So when he played piano, he just couldn't hear the notes. So it's a little bit of fiction, right? You know, because obviously you don't hear that. But the way it's described, it's so interesting. Like, yeah, it's like it's a very poetic anime. First of all, it's a lot of inner monologuing dialogue, right. very poetic, very artsy. You know. Yeah, and I love like Edgar Allan Poe type. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and I love how the way that they animated that is they made it seem like he was underwater, yeah. and so he was sitting there trying to play a piano, trying to play the notes, and it just he couldn't he just hear can't anything hear because you can't in the, under the water. Like it's just darkness, and you just hear the bubbles and the you know that's yeah. what that's what they imagine. It's a very good representation, right? Um, obviously, of course, not a real thing that could. I mean, I don't know, maybe who knows, but generally not a real thing that can happen to someone who has fine hearing, right? But Sorry, I'm just gonna put this away. I need, to, I need to move this aside for a little bit before I actually need to drink it like it's water. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, no, but um, he meets this girl named Kari. Um, Mia's, oh Jesus, Mia's, uh, yeah, Mia's Zono Kari, and she's a violinist. You know, the classic piano violin violin accompanist type of thing, and she is the opposite of Kosei. So Kosei was grown to play the sheet as the quote unquote the composer intended so uh, note for note timing tempo by tempo you know there's no straying from it and it's a way to um there, and he wins a bunch of awards and competitions like that because uh, he plays exactly the way the judges want to hear it because right. the judges what they're looking for is accuracy and his accuracy is so dead on that people um like they're like oh he's just he's plays so dead on he's not having fun he's a he's a, he's a metronome you yeah. know human um, metronome human metronome is what they call him you know and he, that's the kind of life he he led, and um, once he wasn't able to play anymore because he couldn't hear the music, he quit music and all that sort of stuff. But then he met Miyazono Makari, who's a violinist who uh, is uh, wanting to or has a crush on his best friend Watari, and that's kind of how the story goes. You know, I have like a I have a friend or I have a crush on my, um, or the person I have a crush on has a crush on my friend. That's basically the romance aspect of it. You know, so it's this massive love triangle or love square, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just a love fucking mess. It loves Twister. <laughs> yeah, because it's... Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, Kosei has a crush on Kaori, who has a who has a crush on uh, Watari. Watari. And, and then, then uh, Tsubaki, Tsubaki has a crush on Kosei. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. It's, it's a... It's a and listen, all right. It's a clusterfuck. It's a clusterfuck. <laughs> but they, that's, that's, what, that's what adds a development to it. Because, but it, but there's a reason it's like that. And it's crazy. And we'll talk about that. But yeah. that's basically what it is. And what happens is Kairi, she is the opposite of Kosei. She is having her go with the arrangement. She has the arrangement that she's playing in her in the first uh, recital, or first concert of the show. And we'll talk about that. Um, where uh, she's just like... She ha- takes the arrangement that everybody else plays because it's a recital. Everybody's playing the same one and they're being judged off of it. But she doesn't take the arrangement, it, it, I guess, seriously is the best way to put it. She's playing it. She's having a go. She's making the arrangement her own. She's jumping around. She's sweating. She's plucking. She's doing all sorts of stuff. And it's a lot of fun to watch. And it, it, at this point, it's where Kosei starts to like see a different type of music. It's the type it's where it's not just metronoming. It's not just accuracy. It's about having fun and you're not tied or bound to some sort of uh unwritten laws you're yeah. you're allowed to have fun you're allowed to be expressive and this is what brings a new type of color into Kosei's music and that's basically what the music is or the show is about it's about finding himself being able to perform and well the dramatic hardships between it 
Yeah. And oh my gosh. Okay. Now that we're now that we kind of dabbled into the performances, can we talk about the performances okay, just so, briefly? Yeah. So the first performance, right? Oh my we god. We talked about it in the first episode, but listen, the finer details that nobody cares about. And they're like, what the uh, Arthur Zach, what are you talking about? No, listen. When they opened the stage or they opened the first the theater, right? Yeah. They walked into the to the theater hall and he's describing it as like the 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 the, uh, the stale air and the sound of or the feeling of dust and the smell of dust the smell yeah. of dust and you know this weird this very weird niche specific description of just a concert hall but we're like oh you know we're freaking out yeah. we're having we're like sweating we have like okay goosebumps. okay literally i was i before any of the performances even started i i told arthur i was like stop it for a second <laughs> pause please pause and so i was i was literally just sitting there describing to him like i literally just from watching that happen i've literally never seen a more accurate representation of what the one of those competitions looks like yeah because I had been doing them for 10 years, 11 years. And so that environment is very familiar to me. Yeah. And you remember from, from your time of performing. Yes, of course I do. Yeah. And, and so yeah. when when you get shown such an accurate representation from the perspective of somebody who, number one, doesn't want to be there. And number two is watching his one of his friends go up on stage. Just the secondhand anxiety. Oh, yeah, just yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's just and, like, yeah. Yeah, and but it's, it's not even just like it's the audience too. Like seeing the um the, the theater hall itself and how accurate it is, like the, the seating arrangement. You know, oh there's my all God, these weird yeah. there's weird things and the couple people that are that have got their seats early and just weird small details. Right. That it, just captures so close to our hearts. But it's true. It really is. That's how it is. That's how it, that's how performing was when we were in school and when you were in school and we hadn't we hadn't been on the stage for a very long time. Right. At this point, you know, you, I mean, me longer than, or you, you've been on the stage longer than I have, but still it's been quite a while, right? Yeah. It's been a while. So being able to see that, just kind of a, me forcing it in front of your face. Oh yeah, here we go. Look at this, Zach. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, it's like, it's like you're a drug addict and then I just, and you've been clean for like three years and I was like, hey, look at this. And I and just it, shove it in your face. Yeah. It, and, oh my gosh, you know, I, I understand so, so to get a little bit more into the performance, so uh, Kauri, she goes up on stage, she just fucking goes ham and cheese, mm -hmm. um, and number one, I love the animation of the performances so much mm -hmm. because they are so accurate. Literally, they had a different person animating yes. the the violin scenes. Yeah, they so had, that they, they could yeah, be they, accurate. Yeah, they had someone like playing the actual violin. Right. Of that of the song of the arrangement, and they uh they use that as a reference, like a right. legitimate reference. So it yeah. was accurate. So the expression was accurate, and um the 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 uh, the swing and the arm movements and everything. Yeah. Um, the the the. Oh gosh, what's the word? I'm not thinking of the word, but like uh. You know what I mean? Just basically, like, it's so accurate. It's to a T, and it's not yeah. just, like, some synthetic uh, couple frames moving around. It's really meticulously art art articulated, right? Yeah. Um, really yeah, exactly. meticulously thought out. Right, yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the attention to detail that really shows that there was a lot of love put into this show. And it just keeps getting better from there because, you know, you... Number one, you get introduced to this environment in a very detailed and accurate way. Mm -hmm. You have accurate looking performances, which just look fucking phenomenal. And then you you see like 
whenever I go on stage for literally any reason whatsoever, by the end of it, I am drenched in sweat yeah. just because it's hot lights. I'm anxious. I'm scared. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. And and so to just see that accurately presented, too. And it's just one of those little things where you're like, why do you care if someone's sweating after they performed? Because it's like, I've well, been there. Yeah, I've been there. I've been sweating <laughs> buckets. I'm I'm losing my mind. And to see like the, oh, man, the 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 silence of when they're walking on stage oh. moving to the queue where you're supposed to stand yeah the little line the, the line uh. the lights that are the spotlights that are pointed at you and the blackness of the audience you don't oh see my a gosh. single face because that's one of the things that people have been afraid of like I'm, they're, you're afraid of the audience right you're afraid of being looked at but when you are on stage when there's lights pointed at you um whether it be like for a theatrical performance or for playing music you don't really see the audience it's right. just a blackness you can and, literally only see like the first yeah, the three first, rows. Yeah, if if you can, depending on even the lighting that you know, you might even yeah. be able to see the fourth row, right? But it's a pure blackness. But uh, at the same time, you still know they're all there. I mean, it, it helps a little bit consciously, but um, in a sense, you know, you still know they're there, and that anxiety is still there. But no, the silence, the the exaggerated footsteps of the of the dress shoes clacking on the floor, and like, that's not even exaggerated, especially with yeah, like know. the girls in heels. Like, yeah, no, no, you're right. No, you're right. It's so to a T, and you know, I mean, most of the stuff is a little bit exaggerated, but exaggerated to the point where anybody who's been on stage before gets that, and they're like, that's not that exaggerated. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's yeah. pretty damn close. And oh my gosh, dude, the music that they chose, like the orchestral pieces that oh, they chose. Yes, their music choices. So uh, good. They're so good and they so accurately represent the, the emotions that they're feeling at that time, the messages they want to convey, everything about it from the first performance to the last performance to the side character to the main characters, everything about the music choices. Like, uh... Oh gosh, I I don't even want to talk about the final performance because we literally just we just opened the open the jar, you know. Of, yeah, of no, we say, need like know, at we least need a little bit hour. more. But I have so much to talk about the final performance, Zach. I'm I don't know if you want to talk, but I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna chuck this the rest of this, and I'm going to talk <laughs> because I have so much to say, and I've never been able to say it. So I'm yeah. going to speak. But okay, that's but, for later. But let me let uh, let go me ahead. just kind of unravel the carpet a little bit. Yeah, so, go ahead. <laughs> Oh man, the just the the entire end of the show is just so beautifully done. But even just stepping back, you know, just watching how Kose is basically convinced to try to overcome his fear of performing on stage because he can't hear the notes and you know all of these different internal struggles that he's going through because of how he was treated by his mom. Yeah. Um you know, just watching that slowly happen and him be able to even even just consider it is is just like a huge step. And then he goes up on stage and um, they they do like a flashback from uh, right after his mother passed away. Um, and he stopped in the middle of a performance and just sat there and was mm -hmm. just crying. And then um, in the first performance that Kauri and Kose did together um that happened he stopped and then oh yeah Kari yeah. was like Kari she kept going for a little bit and then she stopped too yeah and then she was like let's start again again dude that that again is a very pivotal there's a, there a song called it too in the ost again the it's very pivotal and it's a very upbringing like a 
uh, inspiring, like a you've fallen down, you've given uh, almost given up, and you're there's faces of despair towards you, and there's glares and all that type of stuff. But you stand up, you look forward, you look back into the blackness, into the lights that are shining into, you, and you say, "Let's try again." And in a recital or in a competition, you're getting marked down for that. She would have, I mean, she would have, she wouldn't have won or anything, but she, it, it's not the accompanist that's you know being judged. It's her, right? right. So she could have just kept playing her piece and they would have just judged her piece and then of course she would have lost points for her company being a shithead but you know they would have she would have been fine but she stopped playing because that's not what she's here for she's there to have a time <laughs> yeah and yeah and the the crazy thing is being in that situation where you have to start over that is the most nerve-wracking and terrifying thing oh, that dude, you could possibly i don't do. think i've ever we've i've never been to a performance like that where we i just have did, you have <laughs> I have. It fucking sucks. You just stopped and you just started over. Yeah. So, um, oh, I'm trying to think of a good a good instance of when that happened. Um, I think it happened like twice when I was in high school. Oh my lord. Um, once or twice. I remember there was uh one piece that I did with the wind ensemble that we just ended up getting lost. Everyone was just like all over the place, and so the conductor just stopped us. And then he was like, all right, take a deep breath and let's do it again. And that's like, that's the most terrifying thing that you could possibly do. And it's so embarrassing because you feel like you let everybody down. And then that just keeps spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. And you're like, what if I can't play it all the way through now? Because I just, you know, what if I blew my load too early? (laughs) You know, like, sure. But uh, this is that's a different instance in anime because in this instance is that I'm stopping because I mean, I can keep or Kairi, that's me saying I as a possessive, I can keep going, I can keep playing my violin and maintain my score for the most part, right? But I stopped and I risked, well, I did get disqualified for stopping, and we're going to play again because I want to play with this accompanist. This is our performance, this isn't some competition, yeah. This is our performance, this is our performance, yeah, you know, so she stopped and she said let's go again yeah and she continued and then he was like well, what's happening you know well, this isn't what's normal and then he continued and he kept going he didn't care he said even if i can't hear anything even if i can't hear the notes we're gonna keep playing and we're gonna see what happens it's still a fucking mess but it ended up being their performance and in the end the crowd still cheered right and the they, crowd still cheered they the were still, still excited cheered. they were excited and... because it was like this weird roller coaster of just Emotions flying around, but no, it was it was fantastic. Kyrie's role in in Kosei's development is very important. I agree, definitely. But it's because Kyrie pushed him to be able to be on stage with her for that that first performance together, the first accompanist uh, performance. Because a lot of it was kind of just like a whole like she wanted to perform with him and only him, and that's why you know when when he first heard of Kyrie's first violin performance by herself, for what with the accompanist, but without Kosei. Um, you know, there was just this new color that was arriving. It's like, what is this? What's happening? Because he always described his world as monotone. I think that was like the first episode yeah. or something yeah, like it was. that. Or mm, I don't. Well, I don't the beginning. Remember. Yeah, the beginning, in the beginning. The beginning, right? And um, it was because of Kyrie pushing him to play piano. Like he hadn't played piano in like forever. But then, you know, in the in the in the cafe where he played Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with those girls, you know, yeah, that right. was like the first introduction to when he couldn't hear the music. And then it had this whole scene and all that, you know. But Kyrie, it was at that moment where Kyrie was like, I want you to be my accompanist. That was it. That was that moment, I remember, I think. Um, and uh, that, 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 uh, that, uh, 
that OST played the you know this uplifting thing, and it's this cool it's this cool thing, and the OST plays so much of a big factor in oh this show. Oh my god, the OST yeah. is like one of the most beautiful OSTs just to ever. Oh gosh, dare I say exist? Just in general, it's so it has all sorts of emotions that bring out from happiness to sadness to sorrow to grief to uh, uplifting and upbringing and confidence and heroics and all sorts of things, and it's a very beautifully composed. Um, soundtrack and i it, uh, i'm uh, the show could not be without it and it's so great the way it's used but that's but you know along with that it's also the characters that Kyrie is or the role that Kyrie has in Kosei for pushing him to go back into music because he had quit right but he's like no you're gonna keep playing you're gonna keep playing you're gonna be my accompanist i'm going to give you the sheet music you're gonna learn it you're gonna learn it and he kept avoiding her right and right. you know the the day of the performance came and he wasn't there and she hunted him down you know, and it was this cool sequence of like his friends finding him, and then them biking over um, to the hall with like ten minutes left, and and right, he was starting yeah, yeah. to see like um, this kind of youthfulness that he had lost. You know, the color that he had lost, and he was saying um, this monotone world that I'm in is starting to look a little more colorful for some reason. It's because of this role that Kyrie's playing in. So one thing, one thing that you haven't mentioned yet that I really, really appreciated was uh, when Watari and uh, Kosei were sitting in the music room. They were sitting there talking, and uh, Watari was talking about how he was in love with a girl. And Kosei was like, what does it feel like when you fall in love with somebody? Mm-hmm. And uh, Watari was like, you see the, you start to see the world in, in vivid color. Yeah. And then the first time he uh, Kosei sees Kari, it, it's just like, beautiful oh that whole sequence was so cool like her playing the melodica on the on the thing and like the cherry blossoms and the pink and everything it's spring right it's spring and it's it's super cool also by the way it is april it is april fuck fuck (laughs) Uh, but but no no i know what you mean like uh it's it's there's that romance which is two dudes talking about romance anime (laughs) but no that's a big part of it and the romance part is a big part of the character building that Kosei has, it has a big part of it. Um, I mean, it's a little cringe, you know, to do talking about romance or whatever, but no, it's even that little bit added to that character development, added to that character building. And it was because of, of the romance between Watari and Kari and Kosei that Kosei and Tsubaki of that, for that matter, <laughs> they were all, all four of them were able to grow. Right. Exactly. And I love the way that, that is illustrated. I love the way that they're able to convey that emotion, not only visually, but audibly as well. And, you know, the, the combination with the, the soundtrack of the show and with the way that it's animated. And uh, in the first violin performance, I don't know if you remember this, but there was like, it, it almost looked like there was cherry blossoms, like floating yeah, yeah. in. And like, you know, there was just this beautiful visual of, you know, their bringing new life into Kosei's life. And mm-hmm. I think that that's super fucking cool. And like, honestly, we can make an entire episode just talking about the animation or just talking <laughs> about the music or, you yeah. know, whatever. Hey, but this is that episode, Zach. I know. We're going to go into it. No, no, no. I know. But We're I'm saying like all of these things we could sit and talk. Oh, yeah. About we can do like... multiple episodes, but no, yeah, we'll keep it concise for the most part. At least. <laughs> part we'll, we'll, one. We'll, we'll try. <laughs> part one. <laughs> um, but no, I know. I know what you mean. And that's why like your line, April, I ha- oh, man, listen, the dialogue that goes on, I love the dialogue. I do too. It's when we talked about this before, where in, in our in our super long origin story slash music theory podcast where it was like, um, 
the dialogue that goes on when they're performing is it's basically just a literal representation of the emotions that are flying when they're playing you know like right. when Kose is sad he's like he's saying all these uh, these things or whatever in this monologue that you are able to hear in his head and you hear the audience and what their reaction is and that's just basically a visual or a, a literal literal representation if you were to put it in words of what the music around them is doing because obviously nobody is talking but that color and that the color is going to be used a lot but that's the best way to describe the way that uh, music is uh, conveyed in a way that's digestible not just by the music but by words and by just its own language color you know the color that you see the pink and the greens and the and the dark blues and the purples you know uh, it's all sorts of um just conglomerate color palette of how they're feeling and you know you see some like one of the examples we said was that um there was one scene where kosei was trying to to prove to Kyrie about uh, you know don't give up or whatever you're in the hospital right now but don't give up you keep fighting and he was he was playing a duet with that with that girl right right um and then he was playing like really oh no no it wasn't was it the duet no it was either the duet or when he played um love sorrow by himself i say it might have been the duet but one of those two um and he was playing like kind of harshly or in a way or whatever and the audience was like um why he's playing in a way that he's he's trying to say something he's, there's a message it's not to us it's to one person what is he try, he's trying to prove something what is he trying to prove Right. You know, and to a normal person, like what he just played some some keys or whatever. But no, uh, you can tell. You you really can tell. Right, and especially when you have been studying music for a really long time, especially the people who are judging those competitions and all those types of things. You know, they they understand music in a way to where you can you can feel the emotion that the yes. the person who is playing has while they're playing and it's not necessarily the the emotion that the music is trying to tell but also the music uh, the uh the emotion that the performer is feeling and you know that that becomes very difficult to discern for sure because you know it's just like you know to to somebody who doesn't really surround themselves with that type of stuff you know they're not like living that type of life yes. it's yeah. just kind of like oh they're playing oh, you know cool. love sorrow it's fine yeah, this, everything is cool this sounds pretty this sounds pretty the booty do hey that sounds cool yeah but no i, I you, w- with that literal representation you can get a wider audience to understand the type of um emotions that are trying to be conveyed just by the music so it it really helps and of course it has that uh you know that poetic aspect and the you know, like the 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 uh, oh gosh, what was her name? Uh, Isa? No, not Isa. Isa is the kid, the dude. Uh, Amy. You know when she's like ring and let it ring and let it ring. And you know that stuff. And they're okay. Listen, this the the what we at first what we thought were like the the well the rivals, right? The rivals that Amy and um, Takashi or Isa uh, Takashi. Um, their role was interesting because it's funny because they saw Kosei as like this rival Kosei didn't see him see them as anything <laughs> you know because right. as a kid Kosei was like yeah yeah you know hit this get get this I'm gonna get one I'm gonna get first place I don't even have to look at the awards you know I'm just gonna walk off and I know I got first place you know and that's kind of like what uh, Kosei saw of them but they saw Kosei as like this bar this level that they needed to, to meet because they want at first they wanted to beat them but in a, in reality they found out that they just they wanted to be in the same light or as a, in the same, not maybe not the same, well, yeah, for sure the same level, but they wanted to exist in Kosei's world where, where they hadn't previously. So right. it was about this proof and this about this, uh, the dialogue that they have of um, when they're playing, they're like, are you hearing this? Are you listening to this, Kosei? This is me. Don't forget about me, you know? 
And it's very interesting did to see. Did it reach him? Did it reach him? Yeah, did it reach him? Did it reach you? Did it? Re- I hope it reached her. You know, it's, oh man, it's very poetic. Very poetic. And I say that so much, but it really is. Um, all the, the, st- the script writing and the, the monologuing and even in the manga, you know, it's like a, it's like you're reading poetry. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's just so cool to see the way that everything is described and portrayed and you know it oh man i just i wish that i could put into words the way that i feel about the characters in this show because there have been you know there have been people in my personal life who have been that kind of person who is driving me to be a a better musician to be a better person Mm -hmm. um and so you know, to see that as like a physical or not a physical, but like see that represented as a different character, you know, that just made the uh, the sad things even more sad mm-hmm. because, you know, it just it feels like it's happening to you almost because yeah. you you your life is so close to what that person's life is. Yeah. And I mean, this is like 20 plus episodes. So you're following these characters like all the way from beginning to end um, from, from when they're introduced to when uh, they're, well, I mean, they're still, they're still staying, but we follow them for a very long time. This is what I was talking about before of like the character development, the character attachment, and you were following them, not just through their school life, but through the hardships that they go through and uh, um, the troubles they have with uh, life and with love, you know, and it's, it, you really feel like they're real life, you know, and right. one can argue that they are, you know, because um, when you boil it down, their school life and that kind of type of aspect is just um, just a different representation from how it is over in Japan, right? You know, because that is how s- school life is over there. Of course, this isn't really about a school life anime, but you know what I mean. It's a right. real life representation of a fictional um, idea that might happen, that might yeah. occur, that could occur in some elements in real life. Right. Yeah, and. You know, it's it's just super. I oh man, I don't know if I want to get into the end yet. I don't know. We have more to talk about before we, we get have, to the end, but you know, yeah. I got a lot to talk about when we get to the end. But yeah, no, it's it's tough. It really is. Uh, the character building and the oh man, it's basically like all of them trying to move on from their past self. You know, there's this image, and especially with Tsubaki. I want to talk yeah. about Tsubaki. I love her character. I do, too. Her character as the, what she calls herself as just, I see Kosei as a, just a younger brother. And that's the excuse that she uses to hide away from the love that he ha- she, she has from him. Right. And it's like, this whole time, it's just about this race of of her trying to move forward. Her time is frozen, and, you know, her relationship with Kosei is just staying still, Um and if she just leaves it like that, he's gonna go. He's gonna be away soon because music's take. She said like music takes him away. Music took him uh, p- learning piano, so music took him away from being able to play when they were kids. Um, music. He's gonna go to a music school far away, or or whether that be overseas is gonna take her take him away from her again. You know, so it's this tough battle of like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to? be able what what do i do because you know she's denying love from you know whatever you know romance uh, but, oh, romance. yes two men talking about uh, the notebook you know <laughs> two men talking about love <laughs> but no it's it's in on paper it's a very interesting character that she has where it's like she's stuck in time 
and her time won't stop moving. But as soon as she starts accepting it, accepting how she feels, um, she says like her time is moving and she's slowly starting to um, move past of what she had once been. And I really love her character and her development is insane. Not as uh, as first as a supporting character of Kosei, but the jealousy that she gets between Kosei and Kairi and how that how basically how just like how Kairi forced Kosei to move forward. She forced Subaki to move forward as well. Right. Yeah. And and it's really cool when you you get to see these uh, these different characters kind of go on the same journey just in different ways and and that's uh what you were like the situation that you were explaining is very symbolic of that where you know you see Subaki, Kosei and Kaori all going through this journey to try to better themselves and they're all for different reasons Kosei is forced <laughs> <laughs> uh Kaori you know, well, Tsubaki is forced to watch. Yeah, to watch it unfold and to see it to see it just happening right before, her and she doesn't know what to do about it. Right, she's forced to watch. And and she and and Tsubaki doesn't know Kari's the like the reason why she's doing all of these things. Like she she doesn't understand the uh, the motives behind the things that she's doing because you know she was just told that Kari has a crush on yeah exactly and, and it's just like you know kosei is just friend a friend a dude using oh. a so great yeah it, it's just like you know it it's weird it's a third wheel of the anime yeah third wheel of the anime <laughs> basically <laughs> my entire high school career <laughs> <laughs> but no it's crazy the romance is very important into the story whether you like to cringe about it or not, is very important. So, as far as the other performances go, I the character that really interests me a lot was, um, uh, I guess not her aunt, but or his aunt, but the oh lord, what was her name? Uh, Seto Hiriko, which was the his teacher, his new teacher, the girl that came up with the daughter and yep. the one that smoked. Um, her character was interesting because she was introduced as. Oh man, it's so it's crazy to think about, but she was introduced as the character who basically got Kosei into music, right? Like, yeah. she, like he was playing music, and then um, his mom wasn't really into it, you know, like oh I don't really want my son to do it, but then she she said to uh, or Seto said to uh, no Kosei is a talented, he should play music, and then all of this bowed down, and then in in deep within she, she thinks oh this is my fault that Kosei is like this, and I know like oh man that scene where. She found out that Kosei was doing that first performance again. She like, you know, a little teary eye crying kind of moment, you know, and it's like, he's back. He's trying to fight, you know, he's trying to fight these inner demons that have been haunting him. And, oh man, dude, I love her character so much. And just to move a little brush past, Love of Sorrow is my favorite performance of the entire anime. I already told you this. It's my Love yeah. of Sorrow is my favorite performance in the anime. Even more than the final performance, as pivotal and as as monumental as it is, Lover Star was uh, is my favorite because that is where Kosei kind of meet, comes to terms with his mom, right? And right. what she did and how why she did it and all that type of stuff. And there's it's it's at that moment where he moves on because it's his mom that's forcing him to not really be able to play music because he has that internal cloud that's saying that I you know I 
tried to do this for my mom, but my mom beat me. So then he said, what, as a kid, um, I hope you die or some something terrible like that, right? And even yeah. though, you know, his mom did that sort of stuff, that's still a terrible line to say, um, even to a parent who is like that. And and he considered that punishment, right? And frankly, I don't know how much you want to warrant it because his mom did some crazy stuff. But even then, you know, it was that it was that act, that Lover's Sorrows act, where you saw his mom in a different light. His mom, like teaching him piano for the first time, like you should be gentle with the piano because the piano is like a baby, you know. And yeah. um, oh gosh, dude, it's it's very it's a very conflicting thing because this and basically this antagonist that you thought it was the antagonist this whole time is in this different light of like she wasn't. Like there's a different, there's an intention now. You yeah. see this new intention. Yeah, you you start to begin to see that she was just wanting you to do your best and be the best that you possibly could be. Obviously, she did it the wrong way. <laughs> well, the reason why she did it was because like uh, she was almost. Oh my god, dude! That scene where this one gets me a lot. But that scene uh, where after he what threw his paper down when he was a kid and he told him told her to die or whatever, and then he left and then. His mom was like, you know, devastated, and he was like, uh, and his, you know, he hit, she hit him, and that was nuts. And then even Seto at the time was like, why would you do that? Why would you hit your child? And and then, but his mom was actually super like sorry about it, and it was like, I, um, I really wish, you know, I'm gonna be gone soon. You know, my life is very limited. What's Kosei gonna do? He doesn't have a future. This is the future that I that I ended up giving to him, and now if I'm gone, then he's not gonna be able. Will he be able to pursue it without me? Well, so she, what her I I her no matter what the way she did it was terrible right but the reason why she did it was because she wanted him to be able to be the best she wanted him to win awards she wanted him to do that but he right. thought he was winning awards to make her feel better but she wanted him to win awards because so that he can be the best so that he can sustain himself because he's afraid because oh man the scene that i'm talking about now that really hurts is like um you know it was like oh well kosei when i'm gone will kosei brush his teeth in the morning and will kosei eat breakfast and will he eat right and will he be able to stay healthy without me and you know, that type of stuff you know and that's right. really it's tough you know when you get put into those shoes of like what if you know you're expected to die soon but you're and but you have a child and you don't know what they're going to do because when she died he was he was like a like a 9 year old right what is he going to do and he lives by himself you know <clears throat> you know it's tough right. and and of course, she went super irrational, but that was just irrational thinking of you know her in the moment. Like, shit, I'm gonna die. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? No, I'm just. Uh, that's just the first thing that came to mind. That's the only thing she can do, and that's the only thing that she thought she, that she can bestow to him. So that was the reason why she did all that terrible things, and they were terrible things. And I'm not gonna say they weren't terrible things. You know, you should never treat your child like that. But yeah. in the position that she was in, you know, she didn't know what else to do. Yeah, and when you're when you're put in that situation. It's hard to not act irrationally because I'm looking through. Well, your judgment is clouded. You can't right. you can't think right from wrong. You just you just have to think of something. Yeah, you you have to think of something. And she decided that she wanted to make sure that Kose was the best piano player he could possibly ever be. And in doing so, she turned him into a, a human metronome and you know she she wanted him to be able to to have all of these school opportunities and all of these job opportunities but she ended up going about it in the wrong way and then 
you know, that ended up being the opposite of what happened after she passed away, which yeah. really sucked. It does. I mean, you think, and then he had, the, throughout the entire anime, he had that mental image of that being a punishment. But, like, deep down, deep down when you think about it, I bet she was, like, super sad about it, like, you know, in the afterlife, or however, however way you like to think about that, right? right. She was looking down at Cole saying, like, I can't, my son is like this. I can't believe it. This is my fault, you know? And that's probably devastating, you know? To see your son you know or your child or whatever like imagine if you passed away for an unfortunate reason in an early age with your son being at an early age having to deal with himself and he thinks that you're a monster he thinks that you're the reason why he's like this and he thinks that you know you didn't you didn't love him but that's not what she wanted that's not what she was intended she just couldn't think clearly she just she just didn't know what to do oh my gosh you know what i just realized mm mm-hmm. mhm the parallels between Kosei's mom and Kari near the like the the end of the series, like that fucking killed me on the inside. Listen, oh man, this is how you know it was a drama when like uh, when she when they did oh my lord when she was first hospitalized. Yeah. Uh, that was when she was first hospitalized. That was the. Uh, moment where she i think that was lover's sorrow yeah that was lover's sorrow where he oh god he finally got over his mom you know and it's like oh yes let's go kosei let's go you yeah. finally be able to play music again everything is great and then you know so uh, he's playing in the piano room at school and subaki blows the door open and tells him the news and he's running to the hospital and she and then oh lord dude he sees kairi in the hospital bed like he saw his mom in the hospital bed and then seito and then i think amy's instructor are talking like there's like a little scene and, and it's like it's sad that Kosei has to deal with this but sometimes um the only way to move forward is through chat uh tragedy that's what i think that's what, something along those lines is what the line yeah. was and it's so tough to see because like Kosei had just gotten over it he'd gotten over the image of his mom passing away the hospital bed and all that type of stuff and now he's seeing Kyrie like this you know the same yeah. you see that parallel like you know like the scene switching of like um like Kyrie is there and then it switches to his mom for an instant you know like that stuff because it's so deep and it's like I don't know. If you don't think it's sad, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it, it really is. Like it it's, really is. Like if you I, first for me, I I I mean nobody likes the hospital, but I personally have like a massive fear of hospitals. I hate the ICU room. I so hate I. being in there. Nope. I mean nobody likes it, right? But I have this really irrational fear of it. I don't like being in my parents know I don't like being in there, so I don't want I don't ever go there. Um, you know, I, 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 it sucks, but you know, I want to be with my family, but I can't, I physically can't, I don't like the silence. I don't, I don't like the beeping. I don't like the clock ticking. I don't like the soft breaths and stuff and this nobody talking. I hate that. So yeah. I, I felt, you know, when, oh God, dude, you know, when we were, we were goosebumping about the, the music hall and stuff and how accurate it was, I was, I was goosebumping from the hospital and the, the, the hallways, the, 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 the the uncomfortable silence the uncomfortable silence the 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 footsteps the clacking sounds of the footsteps and the echoing through the hallways and the moving of the medical tools through uh little dollies and stuff or not dollies but you know wheel tables and that type of stuff and and wheel beds and all that i i'm very familiar with it because you know the first time i ever experienced it was with my grandpa and that was the first time i've ever been at a hospital for extended nights you know so that's the reason why that's where that trauma arose. You know, I've you know being in the ICU for extended nights, being there, visiting often, being, oh god, being getting at a certain point, being used to it. That 
that scares me. It really does. Right. And I hate, I mean, nobody does, right? But yeah. For and me, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from because um, I've experienced the same thing. And, you know, you know that I just came from Spokane not too long ago. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not really going to get into too much detail about it. You don't because, have to. You know, it's, it's my own stuff. But, like, that's literally what I walked into. Um, you know, it's not the first time I've had an experience like that. Like, you know, all of this shit that, that has happened over the course of the last couple of years, um, you know, going and visiting hospitals and all that kind of stuff is just truly, um, it, it, it just is truly traumatic. Um, but you know, to see it in anime and to to see see it, it, to see it, to see him go through it, we can, we can sympathize, no, sympathize because we've been there before, you know, but seeing this tragedy just unfold before him after he just risen from the thing that he was stuck on. Right. And the reason why he was, and the reason he was able to break through it is now going through the same thing that he was stuck through. And it's this massive loop of just despair. And, um, I mean, in a way, you know, it builds that it builds more character and stuff, but it's really tragic and <laughs> sorry you had to witness it. I thought we were just going to watch some piano concerts. No, and dude, be it. <laughs> no, it's okay because you know, that, that type of internal dialogue that, that you have especially going through something like that you know i'm not new to that type of stuff and and you know that um and so you know to to watch somebody who in a lot of ways is very similar to how i am and who i am um you know it just it just made it especially tragic for me because like I was just watching something happen essentially for the second time almost but in a different perspective but in a different perspective yeah and watching the uh the reactions just hurt so much well that's why it's so emotional because it has that connection to it right like this is this is this person who we thought was going to save Kosei and and be able to turn his life around turn him into the person that his mom wanted him to be and just all of this stuff and then now his one beacon of hope is on the brink of death and you're just saying they're like holy fuck what is he gonna do yeah but you know on on yeah i know but on the flip side you know I mean, it, it's tragic to say that, but it's because, but when her hospitalization and the realization that Kosei understands that you know she has a disease and all this type of stuff, adds a different, as a new layer of sto- of character development, because right. now it's not just Kyrie. Well, Kyrie still pushes him, you know, through the phone and whatnot, and having her him visit or whatever. But it has him try try to grow by himself now, you know, right. and that's a new t- type of development that Kosei Kyrie gave him that stepping stone. And now Kosei has to find the way to go through it without her, essentially. At least not without her being directly there. So, But at the same time, her hospital, hospitalization, like we talked about before, added character development for her as well. So there's a lot of it. You know, it's it's it's, it's tragic, of course, but the, the writing is very beautiful in the sense that it brings these characters, it has them face these adversities and what they're going to do about it and how they're able to accomplish it. And we get to see that unfold. And it's tragic but it's also very beautiful and very yeah. poetic yeah it it's just hard to watch you know like i it's hard to watch but it's a very important watch yeah for sure definitely 
I think this deserves another shot for me. <laughs> Sorry, Zach, you got a witness. No, you're fine. Go it's okay. It. Drinking from this is actually very awkward. Because the hole is very small. Just just dump it. Dump her down. No. <laughs> I know my... I, let's, let's relax. Okay. I'll just take another swig. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Got to loosen up a little bit. I loosen up a little bit because that was a very deep talk. But there's more to that in your life in April. There is. There really is. And there's also, it's not just about tragedy, but it's about the character building from the other characters as well and how they're able to move forward. Like uh, the, the oh gosh, sorry, <laughs> the sister from, from Takashi. So when the sister, uh, Nagi, Nagi, yeah. Nagi. So she, I liked her character a lot. If, if some people might say that she was just kind of like random to come up, not really ne- that necessary, but she was a very pivotal to a uh, pivotal point for it. In a sense, it was a way to represent kind of the teacher student thing that Kosei didn't really get to experience himself because obviously he didn't teach. But at the same time, he was able to witness the anxieties that Nagi was feeling as a kid. So it's it's really crazy to see, but. I really enjoyed her character in the sense that um, she was able to, in like uh, like her, she had she's had the whole thing with her hero being her brother, right? And her brother being entranced by something else, and it's because of that something else, which is Kose, that his brother is stuck in this sad loop of not being able to do whatever. So Nagi and Kose, so Kose was teaching Nagi piano or whatever, right? And it it was it was a really cool dynamic to see of how like. It was like Kosei was able to be true to himself. He was able to speak freely in front of Nagi because Nagi's just a kid or whatever, but he was able to speak. Like, I know when they were playing um, Rock, Paper, Scissors to climb that shrine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about, like, Nagi was talking about, like, who we loved and, you know, and all that. You know, all the savvy stuff and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, who you love, you know. But no, it, her character was really good in uh, not only just building her self but also building her brother but also building Kosei so this is another way of like Kosei developing without Kairi and it's really interesting to see I, I I genuinely really like that and the performance that they did the duet was that that proof right that proving like uh he came to Nagi to to do a duet because Nagi was going to do a performance for a school or whatever for like a talent show type thing right and he came to Nagi and said I want to do a duet with you and then he had this whole plan of having of recording it or, or calling um, Kyrie, so Watari called Kyrie on his phone, on speakerphone, and then Kyrie was just, uh, he had it pointed to the performance, and Kyrie was able to listen to it. And this is around the time where Kyrie was seriously hospitalized. She can't barely, she can barely walk, she can barely play the violin and stuff, and that's really getting her down. But Kosei is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up, slap you, you know. I want, I'm, you can't keep, you can't just keep staying in this, this standstill. You need to fight because you taught me to fight, so I'm gonna go back and teach you to fight. So he plays this thing with uh, Nagi and, you know, they have this arrangement. But then it's really cool to see because now Kosei, while Nagi is sitting there doing the arrangement, Kosei starts to have a go with the arrangement. Right. You know, and it's this massive full circle thing of him doing what Kairi instilled into him by doing a a company's performance, a duet performance, and him having a go, expressing himself unto the arrangement that they had worked on and... It was really crazy to see. And, you know, it was really uh, one of the lines. Uh, I find it funny, but it was pretty harsh. You know, it was like, why would you? I can't believe you would show a, 
a violinist who can't play a violin a performance you know and it, you know that's tough i always think about it you know like what if one day i have a tragic accident where my fingers break and i'm never able to play the piano i always think about that and it's scary but i really it's really important it's really important because now Kyrie, it, it's like a um like Kosei was really satisfied. He was like, "This, this is. I want you taught me to fight. You, you. When I was down, you picked me back up and you made made me keep going. You made me no matter what. Even if I didn't want to, you dragged me out of my room. You dragged me into this into the hall. You dragged me into the performances. You dragged me into all of these sorts of arrangements that I didn't want to do. And now I'm able to stand on my own two feet because of you. And now I'm seeing you like this. And I and what are you a hypocrite? Right. You know what? What? What was all of that for? So that's basically what that was. Just this wake up slap. And I really thought it was so important to. Kyrie is developing but also it's like this is Kosei's height you know right. he, he's he's risen so far he's came so far you know you've watched so many episodes like episode like 18 at this point or something like that or something nuts like that you've come so far you've watched Kosei grow so much and now he's becoming you know not just looking up to Kyrie as a role model but now them standing on their own two feet and now he's watching that role model deplete bars and sorry bad timing (laughs) bars bars but no you know it i what are what are you a hypocrite you know right you pull you pulled me when i didn't want to go so i'm gonna pull you when you don't want to go and that's what that's what drove Kyrie to you know look into the look be with her parents and look and say i want to do this surgery it might not work out but i've decided to fight you know and it's it's that it's that potential. It's that willpower that we're talking about in the other in the in the last podcast with no game, no life, right? Yeah. It's what makes humans strong. It's that willpower. It's that not being able to not being able to settle for less. You know, if there's a if there's a will, there's a way, and we'll see how that goes. And however way that goes, we'll deal with it. And it's it's tough. It's really tough, and especially in her situation. You know, it's obviously fabricated and you know exaggerated, but but it's it's real enough to where you can you can understand what's going through their mind like and and you can uh, you can literally watch as they develop as stronger people and they develop yes. as better people and instead of kauri picking up kosei and slapping him in the head and being like come <laughs> on let's do this shit you know now they're they're able to just sit there and support each other um and you know the the dynamic completely changes because of that um oh yeah the whole mood of the the show changes in my opinion even though it's a little bit of a dreary area you know her being hospitalized and stuff but in my opinion it's the most upbeat that the show has ever been in my opinion yeah because Kose is now up in this right higher area of of uh, of mental state and he's well i wouldn't say happy because of the situation but he is way he has grown so far and we've witnessed him grow and now he and Cairo is now growing with him and it's not just that Kyro is dragging him along. They're growing together, and that's why I think that it's very pivotal, very, very, very emotional. But at the same time, it's the highest, highest peak of your line in April, in my opinion. Yeah, the real selling point, the real uh, adversity. You know, like when Watari said in one of the scenes where they're walking. You know, you know when Kosei was feeling down or whatever, and it was like, look at the stars. You know, they uh, they shine bright at night. You know, the uh, the greatest stars shine bright. You know, in the darkness or whatever, or what was it? Uh, and the, at the face of adversity, um, those who persevere shine brighter. You know what I mean? Something like that, right? Yeah. And it's like it is. It's this tragedy that is tough to tough to watch, tough to stomach, and tough to swallow. But it's a tragedy that forces them all to grow and to move past something. And you know, we see that in the ending. You know, of after after the final performance, of course. But we see how um, they're 
continuing with continuing with their life and they're not i mean sure they could probably grieved or whatever but uh <laughs> spoiler <laughs> but no they grew and they are the person that they are now because of each other and because of the windstorm that Kyrie was and because they were able to move past or they were able to get their their frozen time to continue moving you know and Subaki right. wasn't finally um truthful with their feelings Kose is finally fighting the demons that was stopping him to play music and Watari is Watari I don't fucking wait what did he do <laughs> no uh, no but he <laughs> wait what did he do again <laughs> but no he best friend role man best friend role but no his yeah. his role was still, was still really good and he you see him grow as well yeah exactly and you know so that, it's not just sadness it's really yeah, not it's not but it's such a hard pill to swallow it's a hard pill to swallow but it's not it's it's sad and it's very sad and we both cried and it was terrible it was it was tough, tough and it was tragic but it was still very uplifting at the same time because it's realistic and it's harsh but reality is harsh so this is kind of like a bitter it's bittersweet for sure but um oh man i know the ending should we talk about the final performance Yes. Let's talk about the final performance. I know that you have a lot to say about it. I have this. a lot to say about it. So, Zach, I will let you go first. Okay. Well, honestly, like, it, it's honestly even hard to think about just because of, like, how beautiful it was and because of, like, you know, the the fact that their first performance together was their only performance together and the last performance is, you know, them connecting with each other and being able to you know not necessarily share a stage together but like you know it oh fuck it's it it's just so no, it's like yeah i know it's that the the symbolic connection of yeah. him being able to play with her even though she's far away it's that it's that whole thing right did my music reach her you know I yeah think, exactly. you know it did reach her and re they reached each other so she's yeah. i mean at the same time at that time when he's performing she's doing the surgery so they're both fighting they're both doing something that's incredibly a high, a high, uh, high hurdle. Um, but they're fighting. They are, they're fighting. They're both fighting. They're both fighting their equal weights, and you know, in a in a sense, you know, they're in different places, but they're fighting together. You know, and she's trying to fight through her surgery, and he's fighting through this final performance, and that's why you see them together and they're performing and whatnot. You know, and it's this beautiful thing, and you know, tragic, and you know, all these sorts of emotions that are flying around. But it's a very beautifully composed performance oh it's my god beautifully yeah. represented the music that, oh god we're talking about all the time the music that they choose but the music that they chose um chopin ballad number one in g minor oh, number gosh 23 i think it is it's such a good piece it's all sorts of emotions flying through and it's a very long piece as well it's like eight minutes or whatever but that piece is so perfect i'm so glad they picked it because it perfectly encompasses the emotions that they are feeling you know the the slow start in the G minor of the sadness and um, you know, the this is tough, but I'm gonna keep fighting and I'm keep fighting and the key changes and then the up uplifting and then uh, uh the reality that hits when she appears and uh, you know the he's sad about it, you know, he understands this is this is happening, isn't it? This she's you know, she's this, isn't she? But then there's a point where, you know, the song change the the mood changes. And it, um, it's uh, it's starting to raise to different keys and or not. It doesn't change a different key, I don't think, but it changes a different tone. And it's like when she's plucking and stuff and, you know, he's having fun. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. This is how we perform. And it's, she's ha he's having fun and they're having fun and they're having a performance. And it's this really beautiful, comp composed type of arrangement of them two 
sharing this fictional stage where there's this they're this themselves like there's this a sky world type of thing but they're just by themselves and they're just playing and they're having fun and it's very beautiful and it's very poetic and it's very sad it's very tragic but it's also very happy and it's uplifting it's all sorts of emotion that's bringing together and i from start to finish i know that final piece from like the back of my mind because i've listened to it so many times from my own um in the i've watched rewatched that performance i've Play, it's in my Spotify, so it's in my car when I'm driving to work. I'm just driving to work, and like nine in the morning, I'm like, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> like, yeah, she comes here. But you know, I, it's a very impactful piece, and it means so much to both of those two. And it's this, it's very sad, but at the same time, it's also like a, they're together, and it's like this. They haven't been able to have this do. Uh, they haven't been able to have this duet this entire time because the first time was a tragedy. A tragedy, right? Like this, he was he was shit, and he she was like, "What the fuck?" And like, "Oh, let's go again." You know, this was this whole thing, but this is this last performance that they're able to do, and they're not really together. But they are together though, in heart and soul, and that's what I found beautiful. So it's 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 a sad performance when you look at it directly, but um, it's also very beautiful and it's a very happy performance when you look at the models that they've used and the the. Uh, um, the way they represent it. So you can look at it in different ways. I think the first time you watch it, it's very sad. But the second time I'm watching it, because this is the second time I'm watching it with you, right? Right. And I talk yeah. about how the, um, the second time I watched it is a closure. So I've already cried my tears to it. You know what I mean? And I mean, I cried some more tears, but at the same time, it's different tears now. This time it's like a, that's right. This happened and is this massive closure. And um, I know in the beginning of the performance, before it happened, you know, he was freaking out. You know, he was... Uh, he it was oh the gosh there was this massive chain of unfortunate events with like that cat dying and you know that representing like kind of Chelsea in a way which was his cat when he was a kid and, you know all these sorts of sad stuff that was happening and he was shaking and um Amy and uh, Takashi their rivals whatever they're like hey are you okay and he's like shaking he's like I have to perform I have to perform I have to perform and that's this massive anxiety thing that's happening he's going up on stage and He's losing it. He's crying and stuff. And then his, and then, and then Tsubaki. Oh man, this is my favorite part. And Tsubaki just sneezes, you know, because she's like sick, you know. And it kind of snaps him back into reality of like, that's right. I shouldn't be freaking out. My friends are here. Everybody's waiting for me to perform. Um, and Kyrie's fighting right now. What am I freaking out over? Kyrie's fighting. I need to fight too. So, when you look at it into that type of perspective, not just the sadness of you know what's what's bound to come when you look at it as a whole package of that whole performance being closure. Well, I guess closure was more the very final ending ending, but the closure of his troubles and, tri and tribulations, everything from episode one, everything that's happened is like this encloses it. And when you look at it like that, it turns from something very sad and morbid to something very happy and something that you can look back into and something you can say, I'm glad I experienced this. I'm glad Kosei experienced this. It's unfortunate how things happen, but it was important. And now they're able to have, have fun and continue with life without being stuck into the ways that they were before. You right. Know? And just to have that type of powerful connection with somebody you know, and and not necessarily just like together, but like you know, in in your heart and in your soul and in spirit, and just like, yeah, it. it I don't know. It's just kind of tough to. 
it's tough, but I don't want you to look at it as the morbid sadness way. Yeah, exactly. It's it's bittersweet. It is bittersweet. That's because the best way to describe it. Because, you know, obviously the happy ending that you want from all anime is that, oh, everybody's happy and, she, yeah. you know, she lives. Oh, yeah, she died. Sorry, I didn't say that yet. Um, and, you know, it's tragic. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, it, it, it's tough to say, but it was important that she died. Right, because... All good things must come to an end. Yeah, you know, and it was kind of like, in a way, it's like a storm that blew through Kosei's life, you know, and forced him to change, and he did change. So in that sense, it's good. Everything is good. You know, it's unfortunate because you want Kyrie to, you know, be, you know, be alive. You know, of course, we all want her to be alive and still and kicking, whatever. But yeah, it was important that she was a storm that came through during the. for an entire year, you know, that forced Kosei to grow and forced Tsubaki to be true to herself and to force Watari to be Watari, <laughs> you know, but it's very important. So I don't want you to, to take away from your line April that it was just, just sadness and just sorrow oh, no. and despair. Yeah, you know, no. I, I don't mean for that to be a thing, but I'm glad that you don't because, you know, you get the deeper, deeper meanings. I just need to elaborate it so I can prove to, <laughs> prove to the people that... It's not just a sad anime. It is a sad anime, but it's a very important anime to understand how life moves on and it moves on brutally. It moves mercilessly and doesn't wait for anybody. Right. So if you just sit there and try to pretend like that time has stopped, then you're just not going to proceed and you're not going to be able to live with yourself because you're stuck in the past. You think that you can't move on and when you can't move on, that's when, you know, I mean, you and I know very well it's all about moving on. When things tragic things happen, we move on because things happen. It's just life. Things happen. So... If we're not able to move on, then we'll just be stuck in this time loop of never changing and everybody else around you. You know, that's what the whole Tsubaki thing was. Everybody else around her is changing and she doesn't know why. And she finds out why because uh, I love Kosei and whatever. And she confesses and it's super cute. Shout out to Kose- Shout out to Tsubaki, by the way. Yeah. I shipped them. I shipped them day one. But, you know, <laughs> you know, as, as, as like, oh, this is a sad anime, but I shipped them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, a- another really cool theme that they that they use in this show is that, um you know, there are certain influences in your life and there are certain people in your life that are there for a reason, you know. Kauri was there for a specific reason and she, in a way, fulfilled her purpose and at the same time was able to grow herself and to, you know, fight the good fight because when you look at Kari's story, you know, she got diagnosed with this illness a long time ago and she decided that she wanted to live her life to the fullest and yeah. she wanted to, you know, she was one yeah, of those. This is part of the ending letter, the, yeah. the final letter, you know, at the last episode, which is like, whoo, man. But no, Ooh. no, you're right. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, she, she was one of those people in the audience watching the human metronome. Mm-hmm. And when she found out that Kosei wasn't playing anymore, she was like, I need him to keep playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she she made it a mission. She dedica- essentially dedicated the end of her life to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she was fighting for him. And then adversely, at the end, he was fighting for her. Yeah, and I think that's a good, good, a very good closure because at that point, like you said, like she, the whole, the purpose that she thought she was serving was to fight for him. But if that's it, and then if that was just it, and then she died, you know, that would just that would just be horrible. But because Kosei was able to grow, and then 
kind of punch her back and say, no, you need to fight as well. That was like the biggest accom- accomplish, not accomplishment, just this biggest closure of this package of like, is not, uh, if it, you know, if it was just, uh, it just ended like that, like she completed her mission or whatever, and then she died, that would, that would just, I wouldn't, that story would have sucked. Frankly, it's frankly speaking, that would have sucked. Yeah, but, but they both grew. They both grew at the very and, end. Yeah, and they were both fighting for each other in the end. And that's what's awesome. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And that's one of the greatest things about this show is that they were able to turn something that is very devastating and very sad into something very positive and turn it into something that is very real. You know, there are people who are in your life for a very finite amount of time and you know they're i don't know i'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and you know kosei had these people in his life for a reason Mm -hmm. um and that was for him to grow and become a better person and and become a mentor to somebody who looked up to him and become that that influential person for for a lot of people, yes, unbeknownst to him, you know he. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he he was a massive like in the in the show, he was a massive figure in the musical space. You know? Right. Yeah. A lot of people despised him, but a lot of people looked up to him, you know. And for him to just quit music abruptly and to have that tragic tale of him like can't can't hear music, whatever, as a kid, stop playing, you know, they're like, what happened to the great the great Arima Kose? And then he comes back and he plays that Chopin wrong note piece. And it's garbage, <laughs> frankly speaking. It was garbage. But, oh, man, it was so cool because after he finished that performance, you know, his his rivals, Amy and Takashi, come like, what the fuck was that, dude? Like, what was that? I waited, like, what, five or so, ten or so years, and this is what you come up with? And then he was like, yeah, I guess so. But, you know, that just, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I guess so. Oh, shit. But, no, but it's that, you know, he, uh, I... If that's what I perform, then I guess that's all I have now. And we'll just go from here, you know? So it's, it really is about just the, the clicking, the, the ticking clock that doesn't stop for anybody. The batteries stay in it and it keeps moving forward and it's being able to move forward with it. And that's really it, you know? It's like, <laughs> God, kill me for saying this. YOLO. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Why? but it is. Yeah, it, you're li- you. <laughs> yeah, you. You are only lie once. No, but no, you. In April. In April. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Hey, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> but it is. You know, you only live once, and that was really the whole point that Kari wanted. You know, because she found out that she was going to die soon, right? And she was like, "Okay, I can do two things. One, I could sit here and grieve and sorrow and hate myself and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, or." I can live life to the fullest. You know, I try the contact lens that I was too scared to try, eat all the cakes that I want, and, you know, just uh, uh, pick back up violin and all that type of stuff. And she fought and she tried to, for the final life, for the final moments in her life, she tried to, she made it the best moments because that was the last moments she had. So she made it the best ones. And right. she wanted Kosei to understand that as well. And that's what's very important. So yeah. the underlying message for your lie in April is that. YOLO. <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> no, yes, but yes, yes, but yes, no. but no, but <laughs> YOLO in the sense that life is short and you never know when something's going to happen that it might make it shorter. But right. In that sense, if that happens, what are you going to do about it? 
What what are you going to do? Are you going to mope and weep and be a little bitch? <laughs> or are you gonna are you gonna go out, fill the bucket list out, have a time? You know, I was watching this anime, and um, it was about uh, it was called Kamisama Nihatahi, and it's about this it's about this this girl, this little girl. Holy shit! It's so speaking of tragic, this shit is tragic as hell. But okay, anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's about uh this girl who appears in front of this guy named Ayuta. Uh, um, this girl has heard she proclaims herself as Odin the god um, and she says that the world is going to end in 30 days you know and it's just about like him not really believing her but she has this magical powers for some reason you know and it's this kind of weird stuff and it's but it's really funny you know and this is comedy stuff but at the same time it's like it's funny and it's a comedy ridden because it's like the way they're going about it is that we're just going to accomplish a bunch of stuff right you know it, it's if the world is He's half believing, but if the world really is going to end, okay, let's. Uh, she's trying to get him to, you know, uh, get like uh, this girl and her dad to make up, and this, um, his sister to make a movie, and all these sorts of things, you know, tie loose ends and experience all sorts of fun, you know, and that's what it was all about for that for the last thirty days of the world ending. It was just about having fun and not worrying about it because the more you worry about it, the more of a state of panic you enter in. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for your mental state. It's not good for anybody's mental state. What are you going to do about it? You know, the yeah. world's going to end. You can't do anything about it. You're not going to do anything about just it. Just make the most of it. Make the most of it because that's the, that's the best you can do. That's the only thing you that's can do. That's the only do. thing you can do. Well, the only the other thing you can do is mope and bitch about it. <laughs> mope and be a bitch. Mope and be a bitch. Yeah. Or you can have a time. Or you can have a time. Or you can, you, can you know, become the person that you've always wanted to be. And I think your line, April, is a very perfect representation of Kosei becoming the person that he wanted to be but he was too scared because he didn't know how yes and that was very beautiful and very symbolic and very amazing and yeah. uh yeah it was a ride it was a ride but it was an important ride for both I of agree. us yeah, for both I agree yeah I agree it was it was definitely a an important journey to uh to go on for sure but yeah but yeah sorry for the sob fest um, i'm surprised i didn't cry <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no, it, it really is important it's really important and it's an important watch because uh, <laughs> i didn't finish my drink sorry guys to disappoint you guys i finished half of it no worry this will be for the drinking stream no i'm just kidding <laughs> the, dr- the, the, the drunk boy stream. stream the drunk boy i am planning that pretty soon although once this comes out this will already have happened but it it Give it a watch, and if you've already watched it, give it a rewatch, and think about what we talked about. Think about the finer details of things, and different w- a different way to look at the show that you might not have done it previously, right? Because, you know, we're just the all-greatest being that knows all of storytelling, and we're gods, and we're better than you. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're both in a great... He, know, he, know, he gets me. Yeah, exactly. We're just better, but no. We definitely see stories... Well, we definitely take go to into stories a little more in depth than one might casually watch and if you watch it casually that's fine because it was a good show it was very sad it was very dramatic and i i don't know how you could how you dare watch it casually <laughs> but i mean <laughs> if you did then you did you know yeah if you did then you did but you're also a sociopath you're also a sociopath maybe <laughs> you should check, get that checked out but no give if you listen this far give it another watch if you haven't if you if you watched it already give it a rewatch like i did and think about what we talked about and think about why the songs they chose were played, why the dialogue they said was said, why Kyori 
did what she did and why Kose did what he did and why his mom did what he did. You know, think about the finer details because you already enjoyed the show. You already had a go. You already watched it casually or not. And cried. And cried a lot. So now now go back to it. And I mean, like I said before, I didn't. I was so not over it. I I watched that show like when I was like sophomore year of high school. I'm like, fuck me, dude. Oh, and I'm so sad, boy. But when I rewatched it with you, I mean, I was kind of over it. At least I thought I was. When I rewatched it with you, that was the ultimate closure. I haven't rewatched it yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I rewatched it for your first watch, right? But that closure, just give it a bit. Let it sink. Think about it. I'm, I'm sure you'll think about it as time goes on. You know, think about this drawing, Zach. Think about these moving drawings that played music, Zach. And 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 think about it as you grow up, and then maybe whether that be a couple months or maybe a couple years down the line, you say, you know what? Maybe I'm maybe you don't get me back on it, but maybe you do. You say, you know what? I watched this show with Arthur, and I felt this way, and I know Arthur watched it and got some closure. I'm gonna give it a watch. Maybe watch it by yourself too. Have that type of experience. I don't know. Or maybe you you watch it for the uh, you watch it with someone else for the first time, you know, oh. and then you just sit there and watch them grieve and sorrow. And you're like, ah, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're just like, ah, <laughs> you sad fuck. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you haven't, if you watched it one time already, think about what we talked about today and give it another watch. That's what I have to say. That's what I'm leaving. That's what I'm leaving with. You know, I promise the next episode won't be this sad. Oh no 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 no! Let's talk about more fun stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I felt like just with the theme of the July and April, there's ups, there was ups and downs in this one. There was sadness and there was happiness, and I feel like talks like this need to happen. Yeah, between I agree. us, but between some people, and some people need to listen to that type of talk. Some people don't get that type of talk. Some people are too afraid to not talk about it. And I say, man, listen, life is your therapist. I don't know where I'm going with that, but it is. <laughs> Life is a highway. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. DMCA. Yeah. But fuck. <laughs> beep. <laughs> I have to beep that out now. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but You're too lazy for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously. Uh, talk with some people. Talk with your best friends. Talk with talk about some. Talk with your parents. Talk about whoever you got to talk with. And, you know, don't let that shit bottle up because it bottles up. It's going to be pretty bad. Yeah, it's going to be pretty bad. It's going to be pretty bad. But no. Yeah, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for joining me on this joining us on this roller coaster of a podcast um for <sighs> this episode. It was pretty tough. We're going to definitely need a breather. Definitely going to need to sit down and talk and whatever it may be. Maybe I just finish this bottle um off stream. <laughs> Fucking dude. Pour one out, dude. Pour one out. <laughs> Pour one out for the homies. Pour one out for the homies, but it was very important. Thank you so much for experiencing with us. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us for five episodes now. Um, we are having a blast having these podcasts and shows oh, yeah. and just talking the shits. And, you know, I'm going to keep getting Zach to watch anime, whether he wants to or not. We're going to watch Demon Slayer, Zach. Hell yeah, we are. Stop bullshitting me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got done with final week. I'm, I'm just kidding. Week, I'm just fuck. kidding. I know, I know. But no, <laughs> we're going to keep going. I'm going to get him to watch more animes and we'll keep ha- we'll keep having more stuff to talk about. But it's not just going to be about anime, as you can tell. It's going to be about music theory, apparently. But, <laughs> but you know, about all sorts of things. So, yeah. Once again, thank you so much for watching. Subscribe and leave uh, to the to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already to the Education Station channel, which is going to be the only channel that's going to have these episodes. So if you want to keep up, make sure you do that. At a, at the time of recording, I don't have a SoundCloud prepared, but um, if it is, then check the description if you prefer audio. Um, 
It's a little difficult to get it onto Spotify and to Apple Music and podcasts or whatever, like I said before. Um, but we're working on that. It's something that's in the process, and it's something that's going to take a little bit of time. So please bear with us. We're both busy people, right. and frankly, it's kind of a pain in the ass to do. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, you know, it's out of the way. And I, I think for now, the audio or the visual format is kind of something that we're going for. I mean, we spent so much fucking time on it. So for us, we're yeah. Gonna, and I also, mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're always going to be changing. We're always going to be adapting to different situations that we put ourselves in. Um, and you know, I'm glad that you guys are willing to come along on the journey with us. It's been, it's been super fun. And I'm, uh, I say this every episode, but I'm just really stoked. Like it just, Oh yeah. <laughs> after, after the end of every episode, I'm just like, all right, let's film another let's one. Film another one. Fuck it. Oh, it's uh 2 AM. Let's just go again. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. You know? Fuck it. I'll just fuck go it. grab another Red Bull. Yeah, another Red Bull from the Red Bull fridge. <laughs> I just have a Red Bull fridge up here. No, that'd be a bad idea. <laughs> bad idea for you. Let's not just have cocaine me. in my room. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you so much. Again, there's a coffee link in the description. If you'd like to support us directly, Otherwise, give us another listen. Let us know what you if you liked it in the comments section. We we will we'll read all. We always will read all of it, and we'll take consideration of what you have to say. Um, like I said, I don't like meddling and breaking the fourth wall, but these are recorded ahead of time. But we still will read them as it goes, and we'll take everything into consideration. Yeah, and um, you want us to talk about like. Logan Paul, we'll talk about Logan Paul or some Fuck bullshit it, like that. Dude. Fuck it, dude. Let's just talk up. We'll talk about anything. Yeah. At first, this was an anime podcast. Then the first episode, we didn't talk about anime, and it was at that point where we realized this is not an anime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but the next three, anim- three, three episodes were anime, so I don't know anymore. Now, now we're three to two. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, and honestly, like, um, since since these are pre-recorded, there's going to be a little bit of a gap between when you leave those suggestions and one of us will end up replying to most of the comments if they if they come to uh like ideas for videos or like you know topics or that type of stuff depending um but yeah there there definitely will be a little bit of wiggle room between when the episode airs and when it's recorded yeah for sure so if you want to keep up Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to my channel. Subscribe to my channel. Make sure you hit that bell notification. Subscribe. Smash the, uh, smash, <laughs> smash. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the like button, man. Let's just. We're let's, gonna keep having a time. Let's try to hit five likes. Let's try to hit five billion likes. Let's no, just, let's no, just pa- five. Let's just pa- five. let's pass Despacito. No, five. Wait, doesn't Despacito have like the most dislikes? Wait, what is it again? I don't know. <laughs> but we will continue to shoot the shit and talk about anything. Yes. So if you're down for that, make sure you stick around. And uh, yeah, I mean this is the only time this this is the first time I've done it, but make sure or I've said it I think. But um, if you want to hear more from us, follow us on our social medias and stuff. So that's something I usually don't really promote. I never really like doing that, but I figured might as well. Shameless plug. Why not? Yeah. For me, you know, you might know my Twitter at Anuki. Yes. At yeah, you know your boy, you know your boy, but you know, and then Twitch TV that's a new Wookie, but you know, hey, I'll get I'll get yeah, that sorted yeah. out. But yeah, but no, follow me on Twitter. Or, that's the best way to get to me at a new at um at a new key. I stream every weekend. Wait, um, what's my at? I don't even remember. Well, I wasn't gonna plug your Twitter because you don't use it. I just I'm, put your, I'm put your Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you're trying to use it? No, you're not. I'm don't start- lie to yourself. I'm trying to. I don't see you on my timeline. And I'm on Twitter 24-7. I don't see no Zach Philly 44. <laughs> it's such a stupid Twitter handle. Uh, anyways, my Instagram is at uh, ZachPNW. So, and there might be an underscore. There might not be an underscore. I don't remember. It's It'll be in the below. description. Yeah, so if you'd like to see more of us, you can do that. But otherwise, stick around next week for the next episode. And we'll have a Zach 
We might have a time. We might have a oh we, fuck. we <laughs> might we might have a time. That's gonna get old really fast. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for watching, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs>